Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Serp, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von the Stat, drinker 
a blood keeper of the Chronicle and all around the spooky dude. Having gotten themselves ready and expanded the coterie, the gang are entering divine damnation in search of the Saturn Prince. Everett decided to impersonate Colin Farrell, who is impersonating Matthew McConaughey. Iris found Colm Fior, and Ridley served a turn as the man with the plan. Abandon hope, all you who listen here. You're walking up to the club. You've got a new coterie. Some of you have a new look. Not Everett, but uh, one of, two of you have new personalities. Yes, Everett. Um, <laughs> and this will always go down in uh, Montreal history as the night... Colin Farrell as Matthew McConaughey, famed Canadian actor Colm Fiore, and three people no one knows uh, decided to descend on um, Divine Damnation. So uh, you're approaching the door. Um, there are uh, sort of two large bouncers and um, a clearly overworked, um, sort of like a door person. Um, she's got a clipboard out, um, definitely got like the, the full on like earpiece. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, she is, um, seems for all intents and purposes, the person who's actually managing, um, crowd flow. Um, but, um, Dederick, uh, just kind of leans over, um, who do you think is, is, I think he's probably talking to Ridley cause it seems like you're, you're the man with the plan. Um, so whispers in, in your, uh, ear, um, uh, okay. That's very strange. She doesn't work here. Uh, I think the Satin Prince may have brought his own security. Oh, Lurline, apparently, uh, the, the lady at the front door doesn't work here. She's fucking probably with the same prince. So work your magic and get, get us the fuck in there. Oh, sorry. I didn't know I should be telling her these things. Um, Lurline, um, again, no, I've, huge I've fan. already I've already relayed it. Uh, okay, don't, okay. Don't worry. Right. You're good. All right, cool. Let me know if anything really changes. Well, she's going to do the door and then we get inside. Everyone will need to know. So you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Don't worry, but she's the talker of the bunch. I'm just, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay, cool. Hashtag into it. Okay, bye. Um, and then it just like steps one half step back. Um, so uh, meanwhile, um, uh, <laughs> Everett, um, you are faced with a unique challenge. Um, you currently have three people trying to talk to you as you approach the club. Um, you have an absolutely gorgeous uh, giant Irishman. Uh, name is Seamus McGriddle, if you'll remember from uh, last episode. Uh, you've got um, the incredibly alluring um, Vivian uh, Tamerlane, who is uh, very handsy in a in a polite but also very um, telling way. She's doing a lot of, like, you know, arm touch, uh, <laughs> but, like, an excessive amount. Um, and uh, you have your old pal, uh, Confiore, who is, um, uh, seems a little bit confused uh, about what's going on um, because you don't look or sound like Colin Farrell, uh, who he has seemingly met. Um, you are, uh, this entire little sequence occurs as you're crossing the street. Um, what do you do with this crew of three um, that are kind of all all up in your business? I just like address each of them individually and concisely and curtly, like while we're walking kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just like, hi, Seamus, pleasure to meet you. We're both Irish. I would like a Guinness. Oh, I'd, like I'd like a Guinness too. Colm, was it? I mean, of course it is. We know each other. Yeah, I've undergone a yet another transformation, which I believe I am known for. I am Matthew McConaughey now for the AIDS movie. 
Uh, oh, very good. And was it uh, Vivian? And I just like shake her hand very delicately. And I'm like, yes, later tonight, yes. And I just keep walking. <laughs> um, and uh, Confiora is just like, truly, he disappears into roles. His penguin will be fantastic. Hmm. Uh, he just kind of nods and like walks along beside you. Um, and uh, Vivian uh, goes, oh, uh, okay. Well, all I'm saying is like, maybe we don't need to wait until tonight. It is a very packed club. I know uh, all of the dark corners in this particular establishment. In the in the establishment? Yes. Oh, you're going to come in handy. And I like put my hand, like my hand around her shoulder. Well, I hope like, I come go. in something and then you like drag her forward. And uh, Seamus sees this and he, he seems uh, a little disappointed. And he's like, well... At least I still get a Guinness. Um, and uh, so he actually falls out of lockstep with you and starts walking with Ridley uh, and starts talking him up. Because, like, the vibe he was hoping to get from uh, Colin Farrell as Matthew McConaughey, he isn't getting. But he definitely got that vibe from Ridley. So he kind of drops back a bit. Um, <clears throat> all right. So um, all of you approach uh, the, the doors. Um, what is your uh, – who's taking the lead here? Iris, are you doing going to try and work your magic? Yeah, but first I want to ask Dederick um, what the name of the owner of the club is. Mm. Um, the It's a, a Russian-owned club. Um, it's a part of a, a number of holdings um, from an entertainment group um, in uh, in Montreal uh, and Toronto and kind of uh, Vancouver, sort of a, a Canadian uh, chain. Um, but uh, his name is Dmitry Rasputin. Okay. So um, first, I would like to talk to the um, tired-looking bouncer. Okay. Yep. And let him know what, like, I'm trying to do like the the proper steps, so it's not like a I'm in here and I'm entitled to like. It's like kind of like a quietly whisper to the bouncer, so the bouncer can whisper to the lady. Gotcha. Very smart. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I basically just I talk to him about who this is, who I am, the publicist, and he's just he really heard that the Satin Prince was here and really wanted to come by and have a good time. And I think, uh, and we had talked to Dimitri about coming and uh, he was very excited about the, the extra boost in publicity that this was going to bring. Hmm. Okay. Well, normally I'd make your role for this, but the fact that you got the additional information from Dederick to like have Dimitri's name, uh, you've already kind of found an entourage of people who should be led into this club. Um, I think he just kind of, Looks around and it's it's past him. So you can skip one full round of dice rolls. So congratulations. Um, he uh, he whispers to her and um, she uh, uh, you you catch just the the fastest roll of the eyes um, before the professional veneer comes back on. Um, and she, uh, for lack of better term, scuttles over to you um, and uh, just says. Uh, Yes, I, I, I'm sorry. Okay, so you, you spoke to uh, Mr. Uh, Rasputin about uh, uh, coming in, but I, I'm sorry, we're, we're at we're over capacity, um, and uh, as you can tell, there's a VIP inside. So, um, and unfortunately, I'm sorry that you had plans. I'm sure if you come back, um, they'll give you vouchers. I think that's what places like this do. Well, I, I totally understand that you're over capacity, but um, I also have a VIP that I'm trying to cater to, and Dimitri did promise... Um, he was very excited, and he's he's probably going to be pretty upset and at the loss of the commission if if Mister <clears throat> Mister Farrell doesn't get in. She looks at uh, Everett and kind of narrows her eyes. Um, he's he's doing this method thing. He's playing Matthew McConaughey in a bio. And, and over over your shoulder, you hear um, Calm Fiora chime in and say, 
Um, yes, it's very important that Mr. Farrell is allowed to continue uh, his, his work as McConaughey, otherwise it will all fall away. I know you don't understand the arts as I do, but his work is truly spectacular. He played Bullseye in the Daredevil movie. It was transformational. Oh yeah, and we got who I, oh, I know, and we, and we got, I know who I am. All right, all right. <laughs> and he yeah, says, so you see, he has practically become McConaughey. Yeah, see, we've also got Confior, so we've got kind of a VIP and then kind of an IP, you know? Um, and she kind of uh, narrows her eyes and, and glowers. Um, Iris, I'm going to need from you, please, um, a manipulation and persuasion. As you, you try and do this. Um, meanwhile, uh, Dederick is um, documenting uh, this as, as best he can. Um, every publicist's nightmare is a celebrity being turned away at the door. So he's just making sure to be as... It's kind of like out of the way, but like vaguely helpful in terms of, of clearly being a blogger um, as possible. Four successes. Uh, okay, shit. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, okay, so uh, with the combined weight of um, the, the gravitas of uh, beloved Canadian performer Confiore, uh, the all right, all right, all rights of McConaughey Farrell and um, your your kind of uh, observation of the, the appropriate etiquette, um, uh, Mavis Couture, the uh, organizer of the event, um, just kind of, uh, you can tell she's, she's frazzled, frazzled enough that five more people won't actually ruin this for her. So um, she just says, oh, fine. And wait, who's this? And she gestures to the one odd person out of your, your entourage, uh, Ridley. Oh, um, he's the assistant. He just, he makes sure Mr. Farrell gets everything he needs. Is that correct? What? I was, sorry, I was talking to Seamus over here. Yeah, whatever she says, it's the fucking truth. <laughs> uh, Irishman. Yes. Irishman. Uh, yes, uh, an, an, an uncouth fellow dressed like a priest with a flock of seagulls haircut. You do indeed, like the, do indeed seem like the kind of assistant that uh, Mr. Farrell would have on hand. Um, I will ask you to leave any, um, <clears throat> how should I put this, liquor you're carrying out here, I assume, uh, for Mr. Farrell, you're likely carrying quite a bit. Oh, yeah, don't worry. I left that in the alley. It's fucking how we do business here. That is indeed how we fucking do business here. You are uh, <laughs> correct. Well, I mean, at least you seem to understand the, the way of things. Um, all right, well, uh, please enjoy your evening at uh, Divine Damnation. Um, be sure to put in a good word with us, with Dimitri. I appreciate very much all the accommodations he's made for um, uh, the prince and us. Uh, however, um, knowing the... Uh, well, knowing that... The prince has insisted on his uh, elite platinum fan group being here. I imagine the place will be quite a wreck when we're done with it. So uh, please do put in a good word. And then she opens the door. Woohoo! <laughs> we, we nod and I'll go inside. Yes, yeah. that's great. Um, Confiore nods and says, woohoo. Um, and uh, <laughs> you make your way inside. Um, so you're immediately um, struck by uh, the, the overwhelming smell of uh, sweating bodies and uh, a, a melange of perfumes and body sprays. Um, it, uh, 
it's mixed with a that kind of odd chalky smell that really I only know from Laser Quest of um, sort of uh, dry ice and that uh, sort of like fake smoky fog. <clears throat> you enter into um, you kind of go past the the coat check um, down a, a fairly confined hallway um, before uh, it opens up into sort of a, a massive space. Um, uh, over your shoulder, Dederick explains uh, that this was once um, a, uh, a, a, like, pretty much a, back in the day at least, um, one of the sort of central banks uh, here in, in Montreal. It was a, a CIBC back in the day um, and uh, was one of their um, sort of headquarter locations. So it's very large, um, but obviously it's been converted a long time ago. So you find yourselves in a large space. Um, at the far, uh, there's kind of a sea of bodies. There's a bar to your left. There's uh, two bars kind of at the far end, uh, as well as um, two massive um, wrought iron spiral um, stairs um, that are obviously see-through because they're not uh, fully secure, um, but leading sort of up and down. Um, so they seem to, to go kind of both ways um, in the club. Uh, and you can see people kind of filtering um, up and down those stairs. Um, that said, there does seem to be security uh, ensuring that not too many people are going up and down at the same time. Um, the center of the space is consumed by a dance floor um, where uh, people are um, rocking out uh, to a variety of, of sort of um, a very pulsing, um, almost trance-like music uh, that uh, Dederick um, yells over like stealth yells uh over as the the sound as uh, one of the satin princes um old hits from from uh, back in the 80s uh when he was uh just sort of coming on the scene um there are uh lasers the club is relatively dark um but again lots of people dancing it's uh just a big <laughs> big sweaty box um and uh, Iris, uh, you notice, uh, perhaps before the rest of them, that uh, the DJ is familiar. Uh, it is, in fact, DJ Miller, who is spinning tunes. Um, and he is, he's throwing up both his hands uh, and uh, sort of uh, probably yelling slurs, but you can't hear it over the, uh, the, the blaring sounds of the thing. But you'd recognize those weird sideburns that are disconnected from the beard anywhere. Um so uh, yeah, the club is 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 packed. Um, Dederick looks around. He's like, it's not as busy as I thought it would be. So I mean, that's an advantage. Keep in mind, all this is yelled, but it's it's a club, so meh. Um, but uh, immediately, um, uh, Vivian is trying to drag you out onto the dance floor. Everett, what do you do? Uh, like sternly refuse. <laughs> like <laughs> he's in work mode, so he's just kind of like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. Oh, I suppose it's not all right, not all right, not all right. That's correct. This is so, this is the best night of my life. Um, uh, Calm Fiore just very politely uh, crunches up some napkins and puts them in his ears. Calm <laughs> Fiore, you're going to get an infection doing that. I'm sorry, what? I mean, well, well, I guess it's working. <laughs> Yeah, he he never saw that uh, today's special episode where the uh, puppet janitor or puppet cast, uh, night guard did that, and yes, his ears got real fucked up. Yeah, shows about mannequins come to life. Always a reference point. Um, great. So uh, you're in the club. Uh, you don't have a bottle full of bub, but you do have uh, a problem to solve. What do you do? So 
in your description of what we see coming in, I was actually surprised to hear that the Satin Prince wasn't at the turntable, you know, mm. spinning his music. So is there any kind of focal point of like a, a crowd kind of forming around like a VIP booth or anything like that? Like, is there a, a, a focus point for the crowd right now? Interestingly, no. Okay. Um, so um, again, because you've got, you guys are actually like kind of weirdly well equipped for this adventure in a way that you traditionally aren't. Um, Diederik explains uh, that uh, Divine Damnation is uh, a three-level club. So currently uh, you're on the Limbo um, level, which is kind of the um, the pleb floor, for back of, lack of a better term. Um, this is the space that anyone can get access to at any point. Um, however, only VIPs are allowed um, up into Heaven and uh, down into Inferno. So... Um, if you were to venture a guess, uh, the Satin Prince is likely in one of those sections. Um, uh, uh, sorry, we're going to switch Heaven out for Paradise because I'm going with the whole Dante's Inferno yep, thing. I thought. Um, I so thought Paradise that. is um, a combined um, sort of rooftop patio and enclosed space up top. Um, and uh, the Inferno is um, built out of the old vault uh, in the basement. Uh, unfortunately, um, for all of you, um, and Diedrich seems just heartbroken that I can't actually give you information on this. Um, both of them are known, uh, to be booked off for VIPs. So he's likely in one of those two spots. Um, but it's hard to tell which one. Um, Everett's going to turn to, uh, Iris. Um, if Diedrich isn't sure, Dedrick, Diedrich, I, uh, Dedrick, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah. If Dedrick isn't sure, um, I'm going to turn to Iris and just kind of under the the pulsing sounds of club music and stuff like that, just try and say like, look, I don't know anything about this Satin Prince in terms of his music or persona. Is he more of a heaven guy or a hell guy? I mean, I don't know anything more about him than you do. Uh, um uh, well, if, we're talking, if we're talking purely from a security standpoint, I'll tell you now, if you're in a basement, you're relatively safe because no one can throw anyone to their death from a basement. So if they're worried about a certain prince staying safe, the beer boys would put him in the inferno section. But I don't know if he's some sort of arrogant prick and then he goes up. Well, that's right. the best insight we've got. Um, it's the only insight we've got. Can... Yeah, so... Um, in terms of your options, uh, you can either just bet on one or the others. If you do want to investigate, um, I would say there's a couple of ways you can go about that. Um, you can ask around. Um, it's going to be difficult, um, but again, it is, it's a fully stocked club. So anyone you can imagine being in a club from um, floor managers to additional security to bartenders to um, servers moving kind of throughout the crowd, handing out, like, selling vials of um, drinks on the dance floor. You've got access to all of that. Um, also, uh, he is um, a celebrity. Um, well, he doesn't seem to have any social media presence himself, largely because, as you've, you've ascertained, um, and as Diedrich has told you, as a kindred who seems perhaps older than uh, he lets on, uh, he probably has disdain for such things. But the people around him likely don't. So you could also attempt to find him digitally, but you need to tell me how you do that. So those are kind of your options. I, what do you do? I well, think I, oh. I, I would like to um, send out, I forget her name, but the lady we brought in with us. Uh, Vivian Tamerlane? Vivian to um, 
to find any information she can. She seems to be able to, the, the type to have come here a lot and be able to get, pull some information out of uh, thirsty bartenders. Hmm. I was going to say, should we all just take like 20, wander around and see what we can find out and meet back here? And then if we don't have anything, we just go, fuck it, Inferno. Well, my suggestion is why don't we just keep playing into, uh, and I look around to make sure none of our people that we brought in with us are are, are listening. Uh, why don't we just keep the con going? You know, Colin Farrell is looking to meet the Satin Prince, have his people go to the, the, the folks guarding the stairs going up and down because their VIP section say, hi, Colin Farrell for the Satin Prince. Is he up there? Is he down here? That's actually Find pretty out that way. good. And if it doesn't work, I don't know, I start a fight in this shit there <laughs> and take out security and then you go where you need to go. Okay, so I think uh, the way we'll say this then is um, each of you gets one, one action. Um, so Iris, your action... Uh, even though it's Vivian doing it, we're going to lean on uh, Star Trek RPG rules a bit, and it'll be your your stats as kind of a person directing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, framing it as, like, Mr. Farrell would be very appreciative if <laughs> you could sort this. Um, so you're going to use Vivian to um, try and extract information from uh, people she might have a relationship with, so thirsty bartenders, um, that sort of thing. Uh, Everett, you're going to just straight up go... Um, I, it was, sorry, was your suggestion that you would go do this or that you would send someone? I think we would we would stay on the trend of Colin Farrell's people getting okay. him access. So someone someone going up to kind of demand demand access, possibly Iris. Um, and uh, Ridley, is there an action you would want to take in this scenario as well or do you want to stand by as plan B? Um, realistically, they've already sent Vivian to do the thing he would do, which is probably just bribe a busboy. So I think he would just hang out and be plan B one way or the other. We'll say um, she's going to go talk to uh, thirsty bartenders. Um, If you want to bribe a busboy, that would be, you'd likely get a different take than like the bartender. Yeah, then I think he'd do that if he can't see any of the bear boys. He actually doesn't know what the fuck's going on with the bear boys, so he's worried. You don't uh, see any of them. And would like more information. So Mm -hmm. Prince location, but also about the Prince's security. Okay, cool. Who'd be the big guys? Okay, so let's start with um, let's start with those two actions because Everett's is kind of the biggest, um, the penultimate likely... action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start with thirsty bartenders. So, um, Iris, uh, what would you what would you instruct Vivian to do? Well, just on the general like pressure of. Mr. Farrell would be very, very appreciative if uh, if you did this. Um, I would probably instruct her to just um, act a little bit sloppy and flirty with the bartenders and just um, um, play play up the um, the star chaser and that she would be very appreciative of the bartenders if they could kind of point her sure. in the right direction. Okay, cool. Can you go ahead and roll me, please, a manipulation and subterfuge? And while you're putting that dice pool together, uh, Ryan. Um, so Ridley's looking for um, a busboy. Seamus is pretty much hanging off your arm at this point. Um, he's still playing it cool, but like is definitely kind of your, your companion for the night. Would you bring him with you or would you send him off? Um... Seamus, this is an awkward question, but it's one of those true ones. Uh, 
how comfortable are you with, let's say, the illegitimate side of business? It's like, oh, um, I mean, pretty legitimate. Uh, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's not what I meant to say at all. I was too worried about my accent. Um, say, how do you feel about crime? Let's do a simpler question. <laughs> I mean, uh, pretty neutral, if I'm being honest. Okay, then you can go with me. Let's go for a walk. I uh, like you. Are, so are we doing like, a crime then? Ah, oh, well, not yet, but eventually. Uh, I mean, probably. Who knows? I do them all the time. So I feel like there'd be a lot of like flirting with Seamus. Uh, well, basically, I think knowing it's this kind of club, there's no way there isn't a busboy who's also a drug dealer. <laughs> so if he can find the shadiest guy, that's either the person he can offer help to with career-wise or... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm lean on without cool. feeling bad yeah so as you uh as, as you kind of talk with, with Seamus about this um he uh he points out that like as a as a, a gay man from uh Northern Ireland he's like uh, I mean admittedly I'm a crime so fuck him oh this is excellent all right so uh oh that one that, that man selling drugs right there Let's yeah so you you see a bus boy uh who's in conversation with a with a guy um and they're they're clearly doing that we're trying to play it cool but also the club is is clearly so packed that you don't have to be tremendously subtle um also given that this is an upscale club um drugs are we're kind inside. of yeah. yeah yeah exactly like um so uh you um you approach uh this bus boy who is um just kind of uh pocketing um a few vials of something from uh, uh another fella um who looks vaguely familiar to you um but you can't quite place him can you please roll me an intelligence and awareness hi friends it's ryan here and i am excited to invite you to join the dum dums and dice patreon it's a great way for you to help our team keep creating shows that you love and it's a cool opportunity for you to get neat things too at the one dollar level we have a patreon exclusive discord so you can chat with other listeners and our cast in spoiler and non-spoiler channels so anyone can tag in at the five dollar level we offer ad free feeds for a bunch of our shows so you won't have to hear us advertising our patreon anymore at fifteen dollars you get to submit names for npcs places and things that we have to use in the shows and we also have a tips tricks and traps video where you can submit questions that our gms and dms myself and tom will answer for you and at 25 dollars, you can create your own npc to join one of our active shows and get a special thank you at the end of every episode we produce we've got a bunch of tiers where you can join so please head on over to patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice Please help support us, and we'll keep new episodes coming. Hey, friends. It's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom. He does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on, but the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice. That's right. That address that I totally just said, go there, join dumb dumbs and dice, support the show. It's going to be great. That is no successes. Okay. Um, so, uh, as you're approaching, uh, you just hear, um, the, uh, Busboy say like like thanks Iggy I'll be sure to move these um, and the guy pats him on the shoulder and says you be sure that you do all right have fun um, and then uh, the guy slips away into the crowd um, 
the busboy, meanwhile, um, sort of uh, pockets them. Um, here's uh, a, what, what's presumably a bachelorette party scream, shots, uh, and then the, the shattering of several glasses. And you just see his shoulders slump slightly, and he starts making his way towards the mess. Oh, excuse me, friend, before you go deal with that little mess there, I may have noticed that you just got a delivery of something that they're expecting you to perhaps move overnight. Um, a delivery of shot glasses from those those partying ladies. Yep, that's that's what I'm going to go clean up. That's me, good old Jean-Yves Borsain. That's my name. Well, it's nice to meet you, Jean-Yves. What I'm saying is I might want to buy your whole night's supply right now in exchange for money and information. Maybe you could trade a little secret. I'll trade you a little money. I'd buy, you know, the entire night's worth. Maybe I'll even let you keep the night's worth, you know? I'll take a little sample, you keep the rest. Uh, and he kind of um, looks vaguely suspicious. He's like, wait a minute. Are you... Are you the fuzz? What the fuck uh, would I be the fuzz? I'm a go- fu- fucking dressed as a priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last thing I'd expect a cop to be dressed as. Um... Ridley, uh, you can tell that uh, he's uh, getting a bit twitchy. Um, he's used to slipping people drugs when they ask for it, uh, not being like directly presented with big crime opportunities by uh, two fairly burly men. Um, what do you do to try and, and, and calm him? Uh, it's going to be a role of some sort. Say, normally he would try and calm him, but this guy just called him a cop which Ridley would be very against in this world. So I think he just like steps in and looms larger. He doesn't get taller because he's not a tall guy, mm-hmm. but it's just the, like the fridge factor when he steps closer is there. And it, so, it, oh, no. Admittedly, you also have Seamus over your shoulder. So like, yeah, it's, it's not like a, a big dog, small dog. It's just like two big dogs. <laughs> yeah. You think I'm a cop friend? Well, you know the orphans that run out of that fucking strip club. Well, if you ever wondered why six of them disappeared in the fucking woods, that's me. I'll do my fucking job, and I'll do it nice. I started with the money, now we're going to have to follow up with the knives. So how about you take a fucking gift horse without looking it in the fucking teeth? You make some good points, sir. Um, go ahead and roll, uh, we're going to say, probably streetwise and um, resolve, maybe? Cool. It's about as close to threaten as I can find. Uh Two successes. Great. Uh, yeah, so between that and um, Seamus um, looming large, um, he uh, he just kind of nods this. Okay, oh, okay. Uh, sorry, man. Sorry. Uh, look, I just, no one's ever that direct. Normally, they're just like, give me the stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I'd love to sell you my whole night supply. And if you want to give me, slip me a taste too, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I hear this stuff's great. Um, right, you, must, yeah, we'll go. you guys must want to party pretty hard. Yeah, we'll go overseas. It'll be fun. Uh, the thing I want on top of all this is uh, satin prints up and down. And then I know he's got a whole, like, team of fucking burly fellas in uh, biker cuts. I'm hoping. Jesus, I hope he didn't change the fucking uniform. But uh, what's going on with the big guys? You notice anything about them when I came in? Um, he said, uh, yeah, they, I, I know the guys you're talking about. Um they, uh, they came in through the, uh, through the back entrance um, a while ago. Um, with uh, with uh, uh, the satin prince who's who's here tonight, like that's crazy, right? Um, so you know they're here, they're definitely here. Um, a few of them went upstairs, and a few of them went downstairs. Um, I I don't know where he is. It's so strange. People keep saying they've seen him in uh, 
upstairs on, on the second floor and that they've seen him downstairs. So I don't know if he's just going back and forth between them. Um, but there's pretty big parties going on in both places, uh, and uh, the general public isn't allowed into either one. Uh, hell, I'm not even allowed into them. Um, so he's he's definitely here, uh, but it's it's so strange. I'm just getting really conflicting reports. Uh, fucking prestige in us. Okay. Um, do you, like, how do, how do people show that they can get upstairs or downstairs? Because there's obviously people going. What have they got that makes them pass the test? Uh, well, so th that's a fucked up thing. Uh, normally, we handle all that um, internally, but um, there's some other system in place tonight. Um, he brought in a lot of his own security, so uh, I'm not I'm not quite sure how they're getting up and down. Uh, none of the staff are, are are going up and down between floors. There's staff upstairs and downstairs, but they're completely isolated. I see. I've seen people showing something. I just don't know what it is. Okay, interesting. Do you know anybody in a bar right now? You know, showed it. Um, he looks around, he's like, honestly, all the people who have this thing seem to be either g going upstairs or downstairs, but they don't seem to be coming out onto the main floor. It's, it's almost like it's a closed ecosystem. Oh, fucking annoying. All right. I'm studying right. biology. Oh, well, you know what? Then I'm glad I'm financially contributing to your future in uh, some kind of legitimate business. Because I will tell you, I like you a lot, but you seem a little bit soft for this old drug selling business. Because, like, I'm a nice guy, so I'm here and I'm going to honour my offer. But you didn't even have me show you the money. I could have just asked this information and knife you in the fucking bathroom. Oh, Jean Yves, you fucked up again. Don't worry, I've got the money. This is going to oh. work out for you. What I'm just saying is, like, stick to the education. You know where you belong. You're a smart boy. You're right. I should stick to biology, not chemistry. And he shows you the drug vial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're. I fucking like you. Okay, so if you're ever in trouble, because I know you seem like the kind of guy who might get in trouble, swing by TJ Malone's, ask for Ridley Beef. We'll try to sort out what we can for you. That's great. Thank you, Mr. Beef. No problem. All right, so here's, here's your money. Give me my uh, half how, of the drugs. How much do you give him? Uh, fuck you. How much supply do you have, my friend? Uh, well, I mean... Um, he's got, uh, we're going to say 10 vials. Um, each one goes for, um, a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll give him a thousand dollars then. That's easy. Yep. And then I'll take five of the vials. I don't need them all. He can keep the other five. Okay, great. Um, I will say that. What the fuck did they call this? I thought you were selling Coke or something that was like classic. Oh no, no, no. It's, it's got kind of a dumb name. Um, but it's called Drac. Drac what? You drink it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People seem to, to, to drink it. And, like, again, I've, I've heard it's a trip. I uh, haven't done any myself because I can't afford it. But, like, now that I've got these five vials, maybe. Maybe tonight's my night, you know? I worry about you. I just worry about you. You seem so innocent for what you're doing. I'm sure I'll be fine. What could happen to me? It's not like this is a world of darkness. Okay, give me four more. You only get one. I, I'll let you take a hit. I believe anyone should be able to take the event should I want. But I'm not letting you spiral down some sort of weird overdose hole. Yeah, he very disappointedly hands you four more vials. It's for your own good. Again, TJ Malone, swing by if you have any fucking problem. Yeah. I kind of okay. like you. Okay, th thanks, man. Will do. No problem. Okay, and then I'll, I'll like, go to Seamus and be like, all right, so we got a lot of drugs, uh, and I have no fucking clue how we get upstairs or downstairs, so that's going to be our next step. We should go see what's going on with the group, I guess. Speaking of which, uh, Iris, what have you discovered? I have I had one success. So what did I discover? Uh, a lot of people want to fuck Vivian, um, but aren't particularly helpful. 
Um, so with one success, uh, you get um, less, like kind of less than than Bridley did. But once once he fills you in on what he's got, you, you get a similar story, which is that um, the Satin Prince seems to have brought in um, a lot of his own staff. Um, Inferno and Paradise seem to be a closed ecosystem of some sort. Um, not everyone who is in Paradise can get into Inferno. Not everyone who's Inferno can get into Paradise. Uh, but there are some people moving between them. Um, sure enough, as you watch, uh, the people going up and down the spiral staircase often don't stop on this floor. They just keep going. Um, but um, Vivian does... Nah, you rolled real bad. Nah, Vivian doesn't get anything other than that. Uh, she comes back kind of frustrated, being like, oh, if I wanted to fuck a bartender, I would just fuck a bartender. Anyway, uh, sorry, that's what I got. Um, so it looks like uh, it's up to Mr. Farrell to work his magic. And I okay. very much look forward to Mr. Farrell working his magic. So we can go up or we can go down. They say he's in both places for some reason. And there's some kind of thing we're supposed to show at the door, but we don't fucking have one. I will remember... Uh, the door lady said that there was some kind of platinum fucking club that was getting in. Platinum VIP who gives a shit. I don't fucking yeah. know. So. Dedrick, Is there anything online about that? Yeah, yeah Dedrick, Dedrick holds up his phone. He's like, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so uh, it turns out uh, that this was a uh, it was a, a special fan uh, night um, on his final show here in Montreal. Um, he invited uh, members of his, his platinum fan group um, to the show uh, with backstage passes, and I think that might be what they're using to get up upstairs and downstairs. Um, they're extraordinarily rare. You have to have been a fan for a long time and contributed a pretty decent amount of money and really prove your uh, your fandom. But uh, I, I feel like backstage passes are too easy to replicate. Uh, it must be something else. But like, how would you prove that you're that dedicated a fan? I mean, hashtag fucking- question mark. Fucking tattoo might work. There might be other shit. Oh, no. Um, really, as uh, as kind of all of you are moving towards the um, uh, the stairs, uh, you do indeed see someone flash um, a tattoo of the Satin Prince's logo, which is very similar to Prince's logo, but, like, different for legal. A satin. Reasons. Yeah, satin. it's made of satin. It's just they stitched satin into their wrists. Um, but, yes, people are, are clearly showing um, showing a tattoo Oh, damn it. They got fucking tattoos. Seamus, can you fucking draw? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not bad with a pen. Okay, who's got a fucking marker? We can fucking do this real quick. Uh, everyone talk fucking sharp. Uh, and he'll just, like, take a pen out of his pocket. Be like, Seamus, I need that fucking design right here. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Jesus I'm hoping Christ. I don't have to show it. It's just my fucking fallback pen. Yeah, okay. Um... Be larceny, be larceny. <laughs> Ridley, can you roll me a larceny and uh, dexterity, and I'll give you um, advantage because Seamus is helping, so you can re-roll one dice. I have one success. Is that with the re-roll? Uh, that is with the re- yeah everything in I have one success. Uh, it's not great. It looks like someone drew a fake tattoo on your wrist. Well, I'll only show it if I have to. Thank- is Seamus honestly better than I do? So net gain. It's like thanks. He's just clearly ashamed. He knows he did bad. Oi, um, oi. 
no, you didn't. And he just rests <laughs> a hand on a cheek, a hand on his face. He's like, you are a talented, special man, and know that about yourself, and that you are worth it. And Let's go and commit some crimes. <laughs> Seamus kind of leans his head into your hand for a moment and just says, uh, you know, that's the, the nicest thing anyone said to me in a long time. Thank you. Well, more people should say nice things to you, but cool. <laughs> and then, no, and then like, he, uh, he pats your hand and says, right, now crime. Yeah. Oh, um, man, this guy's going to be around for a while. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, you approach the stairs. Um, there is uh, clearly another person dressed very similarly uh, to uh, Mavis Couture, um, um, but uh, less frazzled, uh, more focused. Um, and, um, he, uh, just kind of, um, looks, uh, looks at the, the lot of you and, uh, Everett, your plan is still to just approach, uh, to have Iris approach and say, Mr. Farrell would like to go see the prince. Yeah. All right. So Iris, um, you approach the, uh, the man with the clipboard. Um, what do you do? Um, it's probably a very similar story to what I told the other Okay. The other, the other bouncer. Cool. So let's go uh, manipulation and uh, persuasion again, please. Um, is there any way to use my awe? Um, Which is a plus one to my persuasion. Yeah, I'll take that. But weirdly, it's you conveying awe about Everett. <laughs> okay. So it's less like, look how impressive I am. And it's more, look so how wow, impressive by Mr. he Farrell. is. <laughs> Um, Everett, what pose do you strike while Iris tries to, um, uh, encourage awe? Uh, he's awkwardly trying to, like, shrug out of Vivian's grasp. (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly, that does make you look like a celebrity, because there's, like, an incredibly stunning woman that you're just like, fuck off, I don't care. Four successes. And none of them were on hunger diet? I just really want a messy success in here. I don't have any hunger. Because I Damn. drained. Because I, who did I drain? I know that I. I think it was one of You drained a. Oh, Strad von Zarevich. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Classic. Um, excellent. Okay, so um, you uh, explain um, again, sort of similar thing. Uh, again, Everett shoving uh, a stunning woman off his shoulder looks good. Um, Confiore is standing there, looking kind of like bored and imperious, which also helps. Um, but. Uh, Nevertheless, um, you know, the, the bouncer's like, well, um, that's, that's fine, uh, but we, we're going to need to see the tattoos. I'm so sorry. It's, it's stipulated. The prince was very specific that uh, only, only the platinum um, members get through. What I'm pretty sure if you, if you went up a couple steps, some exceptions might be made. If... Um. I really don't. Uh, just, just go up a couple steps. And he's he's kind of like starting to reach for for his comm link um, when a, a figure uh, descends the stairs um, very regally. Um, she's got a, um, a flowing um, dress on that seems to just kind of drag, uh, almost like water along the steps. Um, she, uh, has her hair sort of done up in, um, a variety of, um, sort of pins, almost like a crown, um, and just looks regal as fuck. Like, she shouldn't, she should be at, like, the Met Gala, not here. Um, she stops at the stairs, uh, taps, um, the guy on the shoulder, and just kind of waves, waves him away. Um, and as she does so, uh, the Satin Prince's, uh, 
insignia is very clear on her wrist. Uh, and Iris, uh, you, recommend, uh, you recognize uh, the woman who you met once in your condo, um, to whom you returned DJ Miller and who invited you to Elysium, uh, the kindred Azaria Tyrell, who says, please, just let them up. They're with me. This episode of Blood and Surin features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Bradovic, Noel Louis, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.